Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And I think today's the start of Season 3, Jeff. The official start, the long road to the season, but here we go. We're one month, not, not quite a month from the, we're in the same month as the draft now. We got four full weeks until the draft, but we're going to get our season previews going right now. Going to go division by division here, two divisions a week until we get to the draft and kind of go through what the depth charts are now currently after all the, you know, the free agency moves and maybe give some ideas on what we think they should do in the draft offensively. We're obviously, we're going to talk about what we think every team should get for their offense. When in reality, we know most of them probably just need defense or offensive line. I don't care about that, Jeff. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm not a big. I'm not worried about it. Defense, offensive line, that kind of stuff. I'm just cared about position players. So yeah, I mean, it helps out a quarterback here and there, yeah, but but eh, that's all we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter. We're the FF Profit on Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit, and thanks everyone for following us on there. We just hit ten thousand followers now the other day, so it's nice to see that. Go to YouTube slash Fantasy Football Profit and check us out there as well. Make sure you subscribe there because we're going to have different content going on on YouTube than we do on just as, you know, than just the regular podcast. So check us out there. You'll get a lot of new, different information. And then, all right, well, it's time. I think we should get right into it. So right before we're getting going with this, big trade going on in the NFL. And it fits in perfectly because we're doing AFC East first. So this could be all about AFC East. The Patriots have traded Brandon Cooks over to the Rams for a first-round pick and a sixth-round pick. They also threw in a fourth-round pick with Cooks. This thoughts on that, Jeff? What do you I mean? First off, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know what Patriots are doing is exactly, but it's an interesting move. Yeah, I like Brandon Cooks. He did he did well with them. I mean, he was a fantasy producer. He was a you know top ten guy. If he weren't in a PPR league, he was a little bit up and down. You know, he wasn't out there winning games for you, but he was solid. Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, the Patriots have very specific guidelines they live by, and he must have not fit into their plans, so they parted ways and got, you know, pretty good value for him. Uh, I I never doubt what the Patriots do. They always seem to absolutely know where they want to spend their money and where they don't, and I think it's a good gift for the Rams. I I honestly think this is probably a win-win, and to be quite honest, I'm not sure if it really um, is going to change Brandon Cook's production from in my eyes. And, you know, the Rams as well. I, I don't know if it really affects anyone because he's going to slide into the Sammy Watkins spot. I, I think they were going to get someone else anyway. I mean, they had to unless Cooper Cup was going to come to the number two. So maybe someone down the line is going to miss out. But I don't know. I, I don't think this is actually as big in my mind as people are making it out. What about you? I agree. I don't think Brandon Cook's numbers are going to be that terribly different. I don't think they're really going to go up. I don't necessarily think they're going to go down. The Rams have a great offense. They're doing everything they can right now to be a Super Bowl winner. They're just, they don't care. They're going to trade all the picks to get all the players they can. You know, it's a good move for the Rams, I think. But yeah, I think he's going to slot into where Sammy Watkins was. And is he going to be more, not a decoy, but... You know, they didn't throw Sammy Watkins way when he was doubled. They just ignored it. They just give the ball to Todd Gurley, throw it to him, throw it to Robert Woods, throw it to Cooper Cup. 
they did that kind of thing. I don't think there's going to be any forcing the ball to Brandon Cooks. He's going to stretch the field, though, for him. They needed that guy without Sammy Watkins there. I don't even think it hurts Robert Woods, honestly. People are, this, that's just like the first thing I've seen is, oh, this kills Robert Woods' value. I don't think so. No, no, I don't he, think so either. I mean, I was never like terribly, extremely high on Robert Woods anyway. I think he's a good option. I wasn't going to be crazy about him. Yeah. He's going to be a good option. I think he's still going to be a good option. So in reality, this might actually help where I think, you know, Robert Woods in terms of value and where you get him and you, he's going to lower, he's going to get low lower because of this, just because of the perceived, right. you know, he's not the number one anymore. Well, I, and I do think that Brandon Cooks is uh, kind of a, a more well-rounded wide yep. receiver than Sammy Watkins is. I think yeah. Watkins is more of a, you know, he, he can be more of a boom or bust kind of guy. And I, I like Brandon Cooks all around game. You know, it's not quite as big as some people like in a home run threat. Um, Watkins is a little more of that guy, but, you know what? I, I I don't see this affecting either team too greatly. I, I think the Patriots, as we all know, I mean, plug and play. I, with this, who do you think is going to soak up the extra, you know, receptions? Because he was their number one. Well, this is okay. So now, well, now we'll get into the Patriots here, and you got the depth chart basically of Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman are the main receivers. So I don't think it's going to affect much because Julian Edelman wasn't there last year with Brandon Cooks. They didn't play together. Edelman's just going to step right back in. Take the Brandon Cooks targets, and we're the same team, right. essentially. Adelman's gonna get, he's gonna probably do well. Chris Hogan will be fine. He's gonna have good weeks. Gonna catch touchdowns as long as he stays healthy. I, you know, yep. love be, his. He's production. gonna be a good value later in drafts. Malcolm Mitchell could be the interesting one. He was off. He, he was hurt all year too, and there was potential before that. So maybe Malcolm Mitchell. This yeah, this could be a case where they know what they have in Malcolm Mitchell. And they think he could step in as the number three receiver and be a solid option for him. Fantasy-wise, don't really know if that matters for him. In reality, I think all this means is for sure Rob Gronkowski is coming back. I mean, we, we kind of believe that yeah. anyway. But it's kind of, you know, you have Gronk. You have Hogan. You have Edelman. Yeah. I think you're fine. And you're going to be able to throw the ball over to James White. And, and Burkhead. Burkhead. It's going to be the same Patriots team, and we're not going to know what to think week to week. Tom Brady's the only sure thing option. Top five quarterback yeah. he'll be again. But you're going to get decent. You're going to get good value out of Hogan, and I think Edelman could be slightly overvalued. I like Edelman, but he he gets that way sometimes. He's the interesting one. You don't know. I feel like Edelman is exactly what Edelman is yeah. every single year, and people always want to rise and and lower him as people come and go from the Patriots. But his production really doesn't change a whole no, lot. But he's always the interesting one in drafts where he just changes value draft to draft. I think more than any player because there's some people that fall in love with Edelman. And draft him early. And there's other leagues, other teams have been in that no one just cares. Like everyone just doesn't want him for some reason. Do you think that this offense is going to be ran run any differently? I, I do no, say this only I, because last year I, I feel like they did run a little bit more yeah. than we've seen before. And I don't know if that's because, you know, Brady gets a little bit older. They had a lot of wide receiver injuries, as we allured, you know, talked about. I mean, do you think that they're going to lean on the run game more and more as Brady gets older? May, I mean, I think it's just going to maybe throw to the backs more. I mean, I don't know what to think. Let's say, okay, they lost Deion Lewis now. So it's going to be a mixture of Burkhead and James White, and they signed Jeremy Hill, and they're keeping Mike Gillisley. So, <laughs> I mean, they, it's the same problem with the wide receivers they have with right? the running backs. <laughs> I like Burkhead probably most out oh, of yeah, all of these. I, He's definitely head and shoulders above, only because he hasn't screwed up yet. Well, I just think they're going to be okay. This is they're just going to use 
Hogan, Edelman, probably Malcolm Mitchell. Who knows? They, they, Cordero Patterson, they're going to use in some kind of fashion. And I wondered about that too. And first of all, I'm not. <laughs> in no way will I ever draft Cordero Patterson. And he's not going to be terribly fantasy relevant. They're just going to no. use him. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, do you see a place where he's going to be? I mean, and go back to fantasy where he could find a position where he would be relevant at some point, even with an injury, say. Maybe. Because Chris Hogan already got injured before. We know Edelman's gotten injured before. Brandon Cooks isn't there at the moment. So really, there is a spot to fill, whether or not they draft or with Malcolm Mitchell or, you know, more than likely it won't be Cordero Patterson. Oh, they have Kenny Britt, right? And Kenny Britt, too. So, man, they just have a slew of people that have been useful at some point in their career. Yeah, and... Honestly, we don't know. No one knows with the Patriots. No. The only sure thing you got is Gronk and Brady. And actually, do you know uh, what year that number one pick or you know first round pick is? In? It's this year. It's like the twenty third, twenty something. You know, you wonder if they will use it on if they see a wide receiver they really like. Yeah. If that's why they're doing it, I doubt it. I don't. I, mean, I do too. I feel like they're gonna. Well. I think they get defense or something or offensive line. I don't see. I them. do. I do see this. I. I don't see them trading unless they have someone they think is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. There's because some, it's the they, they need, I don't see them getting any kind of position players, but no. and whoever they're getting, I, I just assume he's going to be a superstar, like flying under the radar. Yeah. Cause the Patriots never, they will trade back as many times as they possibly can and still get the guy they want. So I don't, it'll be very interesting. I, so with this, who are the guys that you personally at this moment would be interested in drafting? I mean, I'm not really actually. I'm not interested in drafting Brady, but that's just my um, because of where he's going to go. Yeah, that's just my philosophy with drafting and how I build my teams. And the same thing with Gronk, actually, because I don't go for that number one tight end, and he's Are, still probably going to be the number one tight end. I mean, at, the, at worst, number two behind yeah, Kelsey. I would like, think that because of because we're not quite sure what Mahomes is, I would say that Gronk yeah. is the number and one so still. Because of that, I actually am going to avoid both of them, but it's, it's not because of the player. It's because of the position and how I value the position. That's the only difference. How, what, what do you think percentage-wise? How many or how many games will go? How many games do you think Gronk will miss because of injury? At least three. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, I don't – honestly, I don't see myself targeting a Patriots player. Maybe Chris Hogan deep in a draft if that if he lasts that long as like my fifth. I, was receiver, say, I think Chris receiver. Hogan might go a little fourth receiver. rich for my blood now, even though I was True. a huge fan of him last year and he won me a lot of points before he got hurt. But um, I I, I really like Burkhead. I think he is going to be kind of uh, under the radar a bit yeah, still. He's... And I, believe me, I'm the guy that says never get Patriot running backs if you you know if you can avoid it because you never know from game to game. But I'm looking at this. And unless I hear differently, I just see Burkhead having the first crack. He's, you know, reliable. They really like his skill set. I, I just like what he can do here. And he was very, very nice to have down the stretch when they started using him a lot. Yep. And now that Deion Lewis isn't there, I, I feel like that really opens it up for him. You know, I would I would really like Burkhead if it wasn't for the Patriots running back thing. But, yeah, he did. He was used well there when, at the end of the season when he was actually healthy. So, But can he stay healthy? I don't know. And is Jeremy Hill going to just vulture all the touchdowns? So he very well might. I, I was wondering why they, I mean, Jeremy Hill's an interesting one. I'm not going to draft still him. still young enough. Yeah. He had, he showed signs with the Bengals. I don't know. Yeah. That's going to be a wait and see if how they even, he could be a cut in the preseason. I'm, it's one of those. <laughs> other guy that's very, not very, but just slightly because of the huge amount of 
<laughs> love he got last year, but Gillisley is still there. Yeah. He had two games where he was just a monster because he just got every goal line carry. I'm assuming he could be the guy who wouldn't, who wouldn't yeah, exactly. surprise me. I'm assuming point. he will not get out of the doghouse. But if he did for some reason, you know, who knows? I'm just saying there, there's a lot of running backs there that really makes it a very, very difficult to read. But I, I, I still really do like Burkhead, and I think that he, he might be a good value pick. All right. How about we move over in the division of the Buffalo Bills and uh, kind of a team that I'm not excited about. I say woof. So, as of today, their quarterback would be A.J. McCarron. And I think that will be their quarterback this season, no matter what they do. But I believe they're going to try to target a quarterback. I mean, everyone kind of believes they're going to target a quarterback, obviously. McCarron's only on a two-year deal. He didn't get much money. The Bills are going to try to get a quarterback in the draft. So, for fantasy purposes, that doesn't really make much of a difference for us this year, no matter who they get. And if McCarron's the guy, we don't honestly know what to expect from McCarron. He could be good. He's obviously teams, I mean, did cover him at one point, but then again, he didn't get much interest in this offseason. So I don't know what to think. So not caring about him. The running back situation, LaShawn McCoy, going to be 30 years old. Are we, I don't think we're the only ones, but there's a lot of people starting to back off from McCoy this year. The team's worse. He doesn't have Tyrod there, helped him out. He constantly gets injuries, but he always seems to bounce back after he had a... For one second, you think he had a season-ending injury, and then he's back in three plays later. I think that happens all the time with Sean McCoy. So, LeSean McCoy, are you kind of avoiding the situation, or what? Okay, yeah, I, not as a running back one anymore. I'm, I'm, eh. I'm actually, yeah. I mean, unless he dropped drastically, and I could get him, you know, you know, at way below where he should go i'm just avoiding the situation in general I, it's too difficult to know first of all there's too many things stacked up against him Lashawn mccoy is a amazing running back and you can say however you know if, if you're from buffalo you're probably hating me right now but the truth is he is getting older at some point mm-hmm. he will fall off and now you have a quarterback that i mean tyrod you're gonna say he's not an amazing quarterback but he's good enough I mean, he, he could get a team. He did get a team to the playoffs. He could throw enough. He could run. He could take the pressure off the offense. He did a lot of little things that let them mix it up and probably let McCoy give him a little breathing room. With A.J. McCarron back there, do you really think that they're going to, you know, they're going to let them, you know, kill you with McCoy? They're more than likely, at least in the beginning of the year, until they know that A.J. McCarron can beat you they're going to say, AJ, the ball's in your hands. We're going to stack the box. Can you go over the top to Zay Jones, which we don't know what he's made of quite yet, or Kelvin Benjamin, who was hurt and is not exactly a speedster. So, I mean, I really see McCoy just kind of getting really beat up this year. Yeah, and he's down right now in the current early ranks. He's 10th in, in rankings today. And that, I believe, let me pull that up, is obviously without, like, Saquon Barkley ahead of him. So, which I think Barkley will be ahead of him. So that, too. that puts McCoy, though, in an interesting spot because that puts him very close to running back two category. Then his value changes completely in my mind if he's your number two running back. I think it, de- it depends on where you're drafting. Yep. Because he, he would not be the 10th back I would take. True. I don't know. Okay, this is where he's 10 right now, so you put Barkley ahead of him. Yeah. 
Devontae Freeman's one spot below him. And I would put Devontae Freeman above him. Mark, In- Mark Ingram. I would still I would go Ingram. Jordan Howard. Um, I see that being similar, but I actually like Howard Howard's position a little better. I would do Howard because so he's younger you too. You would at this point almost drop McCoy to thirteen to fourteen. Yeah, I would have no yeah. problem with that. But then if you get him at that value, that's it. But I, don't I think... mean, there's always a place I would take <laughs> McCoy. It's not like he's undraftable. But um, someone will like him more than me, and I, I, know, I don't, I, I don't see him dropping in the rankings, in general rankings, much farther than that. I mean, maybe he will. Age has a funny effect on you know how people perceive you, but I don't know where where would you take him. Because I think you're probably a little higher on him than I am. I mean, I would take him as I, he has to be my running back too. That's the only way. That's the problem. So if he's at ten, that's a running back okay. one, and I don't want him. Okay, say this though: he has to be a two. For he me. has to be a running back two. But that's, that's the only also way I get him. depending on where you draft. Say you were yeah. in a ten team draft, you were drafting eighth, and yeah. you draft uh, whoever it is, Kareem True. Hunt at number eight or something. Yep. It comes back to you right away. I Are you drafting? My, him? I skip him. I draft a wide receiver. Okay, probably. exactly. That's kind of what I would do right there. Okay, so that would be a running back two situation. Now, if he came back all the way in then round three. different, but that's never going to happen. That's so, exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, he's just not going to be on one of my teams. So he has Chris Ivory backing him up now, which doesn't really matter okay. to me. No. At wide receiver, you got Calvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, Calvin Benjamin, doesn't. I'm not excited about him with AJ McCarron. I'm not excited about him really anyway. Obviously, the Panthers gave up on him and traded him. Nothing. The Bills just don't interest me. I don't even think we don't have to get into it much. They don't interest me. But what about what about uh, <clears throat> what about Charles Clay? No, just the same thing. It's just this team. I don't expect I, to be very I good. Don't I mean he's not going to be like a sexy pick? But if you pick him late, I'm wondering because of AJ McCarron. I'm wondering if he actually might be a nice little valve for him to throw it to and he was he was pretty decent with Tyrod even he was viable no I mean he's gonna end up if if anything he'd end up being a waiver wire pick that we see a couple weeks because I'm gonna take more of upside pick down there like the OJ Howard the David Njoku you know those kind of guys I'm gonna probably take more upside I would I do have I would take Jordan Reed over him I mean, yeah, I would take See, Jordan Reed over him too. So there's like not many situations where I'm going to end up with him. But Jordan it's Reed is going to, yeah, he's going to be way up there. I don't think Maybe. Clay will be that high. Reed's about 11 right but now. But I do have so. to say, there's not a lot of guaranteed weapons on this. That's true. I'm just saying that he might be a value pick as well. But yeah. and even I was like looking at this, and usually you can pick out man if they if for some reason they picked a wide receiver in the first round, or you know they could really come out of nowhere and be good. I'm looking at this team and I'm not seeing a whole lot of help for anyone. Like I don't see anyone, you know. I think McCoy. It's more because of the team that I don't like him. The wide receivers or whatever. Even if they went out and got you know a Ridley or something, I'm not sure if I would like them that much. You know, I don't think so either. I think it's they're going to get a quarterback though. That's what they're going to do, and he's going to sit behind McCarron probably for a year and. Just not nothing exciting. Nathan Peterman really oh blew my it. God, yeah, it's just nothing about this team. I'm excited about just fantasy wise. Pretty much staying away. Those receivers. There's no reason for me to draft those receivers in any situation. There's no. so many others that have potential. Uh, if you were going to pick one, do you see upside for it's, Zay it has, Jones it has or to be Calvin Benjamin? Oh, right, that's what I'm thinking too. And you know, wow, maybe he could put it together. It's possible, but I'm not going to draft it. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying it can't happen because we were kind of high on Zay Jones, like thinking that his skill set catching the ball could be pretty good. Yeah. 
I just wish I knew more about AJ McCarron. Yeah, and Calvin Benjamin isn't. He's 44th right now in early ranks. Just no one's interested. No, but so he, maybe that's a good a, value. A, yeah, it is actually <laughs> because he's a giant guy and. They're going to score some touchdowns. They have to. Yep. So if he does do one thing well, he he does you know box out and catch in the in the red zone. So he, he might be actually a value pick, even though I'm not excited about it. All right, how about the Miami Dolphins? Another team we're not excited about because they let's see, last year they traded JJ during the season. They traded Jarvis Landry now, so their team is looking like Ryan Tannehill probably be the quarterback. Backed up by Brock Osweiler. Exciting. At running back, we thought it was going to be Kenyon Drake, and I still think it will be, but now they got Frank Gore backing him up. Should be Frank Gore backing him up. Kenyon Drake, any interest there? Yeah, I actually really like you know, Kenyon Drake. I, I think he's going to be a good pick just because I don't have a whole lot of faith in Tannehill. Yep. Um, their wide receivers are sketchy. No, I mean, at best, I think some of them, like Devontae Parker. That's well, the interesting one. He, he is, and Kenny Stills will do his thing. Danny Amendola, well, I hope, hopefully he won't die on the field. Like, <laughs> I have no idea how he went to another team. I, I feel like he, with all the injuries and everything he had, I just assumed he would have retired if he left the Patriots. But um, he'll do his thing, too, as long as he's on the field. I, I think Kenyon Drake is the only one I'm really excited about. I think that he still has the ability to have a pretty big year. I really don't know how this offense is going to go. So as you know, anytime the run game or an offense struggles, the run game struggles along with it. You know, you don't have quite as many big plays. But he did better than Ajayi did last year with the same offensive line. So I I think there is some talent there, and I I still want to see how he does. I I would draft him in the right spot, definitely. I think I would. He's going as a running back two right now in that 15 to 20 range, which back end running back two with today's, you know, landscape of running backs. I think that probably makes sense. Frank Gore's not going to take too much away. I know Frank Gore's just going back to Miami where he went to college and that's just his final year. Probably that's all he's doing. He's going to play a little bit, but they're not going to sacrifice their future and seeing what they have in Kenyon Drake for Frank Gore. So there's just it, it's not much to worry about there. So Kenyon Drake still I, I like him. If I can get him for the right price, obviously like everything, I'm going to take him. And then he could be. He's going to be a fine value. I think. I don't think there's ever going to be too much of a Kenyon Drake hype train going on. He's just going to stay decently valued. And so I I kind of like that. Wide receiver wise, yeah, we said it's Kenny Stills. It's Devonte Parker. It's Danny Amendola. Parker has the most upside. Is he ever going to do it? I mean, at some point he, I mean, I feel like this is the year. If he's going to do it, this will be the year. So I think people will spend, but they got burnt last year. And I know that's really the problem do with go Parker. back. He's, you're going to get him at a better value this year than last year, obviously. But even now he's the 35th ranked wide receiver, which puts him as a wide receiver three, which is how he's performed. It's, it's not still true. not where he should be. That's not you're gonna you're taking a chance, and I don't want to take that chance. Right around him, okay. This is the same thing as taking a chance. Like you got Corey Davis two spots ahead of him. I'm gonna take Corey Davis in the same situation just because he he's had only one year of not doing much. <laughs> Devontae yeah. Parker's had yeah. a few. And he's a rookie. He was a rookie. Yeah. Julian Edelman one spot ahead of Devontae Parker. I think 
I, Edelman's a safer wide receiver yeah. three. Oh yeah, he'd be. I was gonna say yeah. he'd be very safe to have on your team. Then below Parker, let's see if any of these guys. But this could be right because it gets kind of ugly sometimes. After Parker, currently Sterling Shepard. Well, you never yeah. know with oh, what's going to happen oh, yeah, with OBJ exactly. and Jamison Crowder. You know who knows yeah, about that team? I don't like, yeah, I don't so like that team this, is, this is like the Parker spot. Emmanuel Sanders. He could be a decent value with a new quarterback, but again, he's thirty. You're some years old too. Yeah, Robbie Anderson. He just had all felony charges dropped. Um, he's still a moron, but <laughs> trending up moron. <laughs> yeah, Cooper Cup, who's probably going to drop now. Yeah, but he's a darling. I think. Uh, not saying I would draft him over, but I think he will go higher than than these rankings say. And then you got like Will Fuller, which is going to be a boomer boss play. Yeah, but I actually he is a good value down there. And then forty two, Marquise Goodwin. I like Marquise yeah, Goodwin. There, so. Okay, but I, I do actually have it to makes say sense it does make is, sense. Right? Yeah, he does make sense. So talent trumps what you have yeah. your performance because. Well then, when you're down there, you're you're guessing. Anyway. Chris Hogan, forty five. Chris Hogan, ten spots behind Devontae Parker. Yeah, how is that he'll probably possible? go up after this trade? You know, the Cooks trade. I'm sure he he'll trend even, up. Even if it wasn't this trade, how is he not above him? He's, I think people is. forget about him because he got injured. But yeah, and then all right, in Miami, draft wise, there's a lot of rumors that they could be looking at a quarterback too, which would make sense to me. Dan Hill hasn't quite i feel like panned out and there's a lot of quarterbacks this year so this might be the year to take one yeah he i mean he really hasn't he really hasn't panned out so no, i mean he has it's unfortunate but he he could come around this year i mean he's still he all these quarterbacks they're still pretty young a, yeah. a lot of them i should say all of these guys but young quarterbacks are you know they will struggle and he's still relatively young quarterback I and mean, there's absolutely no guarantee they'll draft a quarterback there's just some people thinking they might they very well might just skip it over skip over and just go for Tannehill and just not because if they draft a quarterback Tannehill knows he's on his last legs there it just could make an awkward situation they might not want that if there's still belief Tannehill can do it tight end wise they have nothing pretty much at all yet so I could see them drafting something, you know, second, third round, getting a tight end on that team if they don't sign somebody here. But that's kind of an ugly situation at tight end. This is a team that I don't really, I don't expect a lot from this year. I still, Devontae Parker, maybe, maybe he could do something. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to buy it. I don't, I don't know. But then uh, wide receiver wise also, ja- Jaquim, uh, Jaquim Grant and Leonte Carew, just interesting names. Who showed some signs, and we keep hearing about them, like dynasty wise. Maybe they step up there. I don't know because I don't expect much from Danny Amendola. Oh, and they also signed Albert Wilson. Can't forget about that too. They made it, they actually signed him to a decent contract. Yeah, they did. So he's there too, which is I don't know. That's a weird thing. So Devontae Barker, though, is the only guy I'd even want. I don't care about the others. I've never been a big Kenny Stills guy. Except maybe no, his first year with the Saints. Yeah, and he's and he's fine. He he'll do his thing, but yeah, uh, nothing exciting as far as fantasy. All right, one final team for the AFC East. Wrap us up, and it's another team that is kind of not very good, but there could be some interesting guys here. New York Jets. I'm starting to see why New England just blows their division right. away every it's year. It's pretty ugly. So the Jets right now at quarterback we have Josh McCown, Teddy Bridgewater, and they still might draft a guy. So. <laughs> You know, for fantasy purposes, I still feel like Josh McCown would be better next year, but it almost makes more sense for them to try out Teddy Bridgewater. If right? I yeah. mean like to see what they have in him. They will I don't know if it's gonna be right away. 
and I don't know at all what it's going to be. It's that I mean, I, I don't is, think anyone. I think it's still his injury is still burned in everyone's minds. It's yep. like, can you get over that? Will he be able to play long enough to you know be beneficial? But yeah, Bridgewater is by far. It could be the future. He was a talented guy. I liked a lot of the stuff he did in Minnesota. He could. He 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 might have something yet. We no one knows for him. So we'll see what he what he could do. Running backs. They signed Isaiah Crowell, who should be their lead back now. I mean, Crowell looked good two years ago. Didn't look good last year, but he played for the Browns. So what do you really know? I don't think he's a special talent. I think he's just a he's he's above. I think he's above average. But that's about it. There's a lot of above average guys, and not even <laughs> borderlining more on average than above. But you know what I mean. So Crowell, any interest in Isaiah Crowell or is Powell? There's still Powell there, Elijah McGuire, and that yeah. shouldn't matter. They still have Tom, they have Thomas Rawls now. Thomas, they just signed Thomas Rawls as well. Yeah, that's right. Didn't even realize that. Um, yep. yeah, I mean, tell you the truth, yeah, I still like the idea of Isaiah Crowell. Um, yeah, I liked what he did two years ago, and I, you know, once again, I'm. Taking the fact that the Browns were so bad um, to why Crowell didn't perform last year, I think he could do well. I, I really worry about the quarterback situation and kind of the, the same thing McCoy's going to go through, where even if Crowell does get off to a start, they'll just load the box because, you know, who knows? I mean, if they do try try out Bridgewater or, or even Bryce Petty or whoever they might be trying to find the next quarterback, it could get ugly quick. And, you know, I'm still not there and we'll get to the wide receivers, but they're not overly impressive either. There is kind of a mixed bag. I'm not sure who's going to come out, who's going to be well. So um, I, I like it, but I could see I could see how it could it could go very, very poorly. But I think that's kind of what brings me back to. Yeah, yeah, he won't get overhyped. I think I can get him where he should go, um, you know, more than like last year where people were hyping him up in the top 10 almost. Yep. So that's where I think Isaiah Crowell will be um, where he should be, and I think he's definitely draftable. And unless he gets on the hype train again, and then you know, obviously you just bail completely because he's on the Jets. Yeah, and right now he's not hyped at all. He's thirty eighth ranked currently. Oh, I love that. So that's perfectly fine. You know where you could get him at that level. That's you're you're not out anything if he's terrible at all. So you know, shoot, take a chance. Looking at this, they also had uh, they also had Jeremy Langford there, deep, deep, deep on the running back depth chart. I remember his one his one shining moment with the Bears, yeah. which he was a keeper for a lot of people that year. Yeah, he was a starter. <laughs> Crazy. So they have a lot of running backs, really. Wide receivers, they have a lot of wide receivers on this team. Yeah, talk about a grab bag. Oh guys. my god! So they just signed Terrell Pryor. I don't know what to expect after last year. I don't know what he is or who he is anymore. Robbie Anderson, obviously, who has, who knows if he's, he's probably going to be suspended. I wouldn't be surprised, even though the charges, it looks like were dropped against him. It wouldn't shock me if he's suspended for a couple games. Quincy Anunua coming back from injury. Jermaine Curse is still there. They, they have last year's rookie yard, Darius Stewart still around. Devin Smith, who they thought had potential a couple years ago. I mean, they have a million guys. I don't know at all what to expect. Oh, man, I don't know what to expect. Robbie Anderson, if Josh McCown's a quarterback and Robbie Anderson's playing, I like Robbie Anderson the way they looked last year. But Quincy Anunua was great two years ago. I don't know, Jeff. You tell, what do you think? No, I mean, I don't know either. I mean, this is the problem with it. And 
assuming that Robbie Anderson has dug himself out of trouble, he would still be a viable option to draft because because of all the issues, I think that people cooled off on him a little bit because everyone got so high on him so quickly. Um, Quincy and Nunwa, until I see the guy actually run and, and how he's actually playing, I'm not going to hype him up too much. But, I, you know, I liked him. But once again, this is all assuming that McCown is going to start. And at what point do you try out Bridgewater? Do you I, try going, out someone else? They're going to. They have to. Yeah. And so, I mean, do you know... I mean, so that that's where I'm at. I, I don't think that these – I think at times these guys are going to look like a steal, and then you're not going to be able to start them. So I, I think they're too dangerous to really own and really draft unless you're getting one of these guys near the very end of your draft. Yeah, and there's – it's too risky, all this. And they, tra- they traded up to number three in the draft to presumably get a quarterback. That's kind of what everyone's expecting. There, who, who could end up playing too? <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I mean, look at all the quarterbacks. It's crazy. I mean, McCown Bridgewater, Petty Hackenberg, and I don't even know who Joel Stave is, but he's, <laughs> he's on there too. But I mean, really, they're just loading up and saying, hey, let's figure out who can play, and then we're probably going to ditch two of you. Yep. It's, <laughs> and they have no tight ends. They just signed Clive uh, Wolford, the old Oakland tight end who had slight fantasy relevance a few years ago. <laughs> very, yeah. very slight. He was a he didn't really have relevance. He was just a name that we thought might have relevance, and it didn't really. Have, you know, that's about it. It's a stamp of approval. He's a right name there. we know. We have heard of his name. That's pretty much what you can say. And they have what's his name, Jordan? What 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 the heck is that guy's name? Jordan Leggett, who's a rookie, I think, last year. Or so he maybe has potential. You never know with tight ends when they're going to break out. Is there at any point would you draft Terrell Pryor? You know, I might. This is, a, but it's a back end of a draft right. type thing. I, but I might take a chance. He's out of all these guys. I might definitely take a chance on a prior, you know, that yeah. kind of guy. Cause I, I think Robbie Anderson will go higher than I'll ever be willing to. Oh yeah. Maybe a new one falls, but trail prior is kind of the one guy I'm looking at. I'm, you know what? If, if, if I'm going to drop a guy anyway, like maybe I'll try this guy and see if lightning hits yeah, again. That's kind of the thing. The jets shouldn't be good though. There's too many players. We don't know. They'll draft a quarterback. Which one? I don't know which one is good. Who is it? Sam Darnold? Josh Allen? Josh Rosen? Baker Mayfield? Lamar Jackson? I could do a whole podcast just on the quarterbacks. I don't know. Who knows which one? I don't know. I have have no clue. No one really has a clue. No one's going to know until it happens. So I think it's going to do it. That's going to wrap up AFC East. Probably one of my least favorite divisions in the entire, entire NFL. Get that done out right away. And that's how we like to kick off season three <laughs> with our least favorite. All right. We'll be back for our next episode later this week. Yeah, we'll have one more. We're going to do NFC East, preview the NFC East, which is a little more maybe interesting. Maybe. Some better players. We'll do that. See what we think about that. We'll talk to you guys later.